What's up, y'all? It's the public health hoochie, Jamie Stars, with two R's and a Z. Hey, y'all. And it's the 5'7 legend, the bad little bitch from the 216, Rakim Savon. And you're listening to the, the Cleveland, Cleveland Hoochies. Hoochies. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking happy to be back in our little space. Welcome back. It feels like it's been eternity. It always feels like eternity from the last recording into this recording. But I am so happy to be back. How are you doing? Um... I'm feeling all right. You know, I'm a little tired, but other than that, we're here. We're making it. I'm out the casket. Period. (laughs) I am doing good. I am also tired, but I feel like, you know, this has been a very productive day for me. Um, I've done a lot of cool stuff today. Like, I went on a little dinner date with one of my friends, so that was cute. And I went to a... um, Open mic night. So shout out to my new friend, Anthony D, who is doing the Soul Factory Tuesdays. So you can uh, look them up on Instagram at Soul Factory Tuesdays and yeah, check them out. A lot of dope talent in the DMV, a lot of dope poetry, singing and all that good stuff. So did you go up there and sing? No. Why not? <laughs> they don't call me Kiki Wyatt, so uh, I, you know, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not trying to get up there and. <laughs> I heard you scared. You know, I could carry a tune, but I feel like that's reserved for the shower. So, <laughs> you know, I might read some poetry. I told him I'll read some poetry the next time I go up there. So we'll see. I'm going to go up there and sing me a little ballad. <laughs> no, I, we should uh, we should go together and, you know. Sing I'll Be Home for Christmas. Do a little, yeah, do that. Do a little pump or something. Um, To start today's show, I wanted to bring back uh, What's Popping Your Cherry. What's Popping My Cherry Yeah, right we now? haven't done that in a while. So what is popping your cherry right now? Um, Right now, What's Popping My Cherry... Fucking fitness. Fitness, Fitness yeah. has been that girl for me, you know. Um, I enjoy working out a lot. It's like a stress reliever. Like, yeah. everybody who say, oh, it's a stress reliever. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. No, I see why they say that shit. It's very therapeutic because I feel like every day out of the past few weeks, I've been saying, no, oh, I want to go to the gym. I want to go to the gym. I need to work out. I need to yeah. do this, that, and the third. Because I want to see... A better figure, you know what I mean? I'm already yeah. sexy, but I can be sexier. So once I get this body together, like, <laughs> it's like crazy. I feel like I fall into the category of, like, the New Year's resolution folks that, like, get a gym membership and then don't use it. It has been my New Year's resolution to get into the fucking gym, and I just have not. So I think for the listeners, where are you finding... You know, aside from aesthetics, is there any other motivation to, like, get you into the gym or... Just me, just me saying like, oh, I want to see better results for myself. So Mm. that's the ultimate uh, motivation. I think that's so dope because um, it's hard. Like it's hard to commit to it, I think. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just I can speak from personal experience. Like, you know, I see you get up and go and I'm just like, damn, like I get in my head about it. The anxiety of like having other people look at you and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah um that is a thing too because then you have that fear of like people recording you and if you're doing that shit the wrong way or yeah. you're looking goofy but for the most part every time we have went like people have been pretty helpful yeah and supportive and yeah i don't know i think it's just um pushing through the laziness and you know committing it's Just a part committed. of that. Uh, people have been coming up, but you know why you had mentioned it a couple episodes back, that pretty privileged shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely plays a factor and like niggas like, oh, I can help you with this technique yeah. or whatever, you know. And it's just like, okay, I can thank help you. you with those buns. You can. <laughs> <laughs> See me in the locker room, baby. Absolutely. What's up? Um, okay, what's popping my cherry right now is the Oculus Pro Quest 2. Oh, yeah. Yes, that was my birthday gift to myself, and it was worth every penny. Like, 
virtual reality is some shit and it makes me think about like what the future holds for like technology and like how we're going to interact with each other because like on this shit like i've downloaded a couple of games that like are all about meeting other people and it seems like a lot of like you know kids right now and like maybe like nerds but (laughs) like you know i'm walking in these like different virtual spaces like rec areas and um, just talking to people all around the world about the most random shit, um, playing these different games, watching Netflix and YouTube and fucking virtual reality, like the shit. You can is, talk on yeah, there? Like, yeah, like, wow. like meeting different people and stuff like that. It's insane. Um, I've watched porn in virtual reality. Yeah. My first porn was, um, you know, the Brian Pumperjean when he's getting his ass ate. Oh, <laughs> Eat yeah. this black hole. He you say like, that? Yes. Eat this black hole. You that like this black fine. hole? It's fine, but it's nuts. It's yeah. absolutely nuts. But he always <laughs> is in some uh, bizarre shit. You know what I mean? But he gets me there every fucking time. He's just so fucking fine. It don't make no sense. Did you see the one where uh, this dominatrix woman? She was uh she had this little butt plug and she put that shit in his mouth and he was sucking on it. No. Oh what? my god. Oh my god. It was so fucking sexy. Like, I got my life. Like, I just had to rewind it, like, just to see him do that shit because, like. Pumper got another jumper. Yeah. Pumper got another jumper. If y'all don't know who he is, y'all need to get hit to him. Everybody should know who Brian Pumper is. The man is a living legend, but. All right. Um, The slut who deserves her flowers for the week. Um, I have a slut. Okay. Armand Rizzo. Ooh. <laughs> He's like short as fuck and he be taking some dick and I adore that about him. I mean, pose, like <laughs> big dicks. You hear me? Like some shit I couldn't even imagine taking. And he just be taking it like a pro, so. Adult, so he's an adult entertainer. I mean, I really, like, I haven't watched his videos yeah. that much because he... I don't know. Like, I don't feel he like just he, he just does not you. do it for me. But yeah. I can, you know, acknowledge and respect when talent or <laughs> the uh, it talent. It is a talent. Yeah. I can give props where props are due. Like, that man um, is adorable. Like, it's, can be, yeah. Yeah. It's something about short people that just do it for me because I'm a short person. <laughs> I'm a short person. And just, like, the idea of taking those big-ass dicks is so beautiful. Do you know how tall he is? No. He just looks fun size. Yeah, I'm assuming he's like five five. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. looks remotely shorter than me. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like I think he has like a great ass and then like in the videos that I've seen, like he's always um like getting gang banged by like a bunch of like, you know, well endowed black niggas. So mm. I don't know. Like he looks like a fun time. I just have not gotten into him, but and then his little whimpers, oh, I'll be like, oh, oh. Yeah, like, I feel like to be a good porn star, you have to have, like, that full package. So the look, certainly good features, whether it's, like, Asdic or a good combination of both. Um, and then your sex appeal, like, how, do you, how are you, like, navigating the sexual scene? It's not necessarily about acting, but about how you are like in that moment so moaning yeah um your sex faces oh my god yeah like you know it all plays a role so shout out to that bitch shout out to her i'm gonna be her when i get older (laughs) (laughs) all right let's get into the foreplay wait a minute yeah let's get into foreplay yeah. Okay. So this past weekend was MAL weekend. MAL. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But it was MLK. <laughs> <laughs> it was for Martin Luther King. It was for Martin Luther who King. Who had a dream. Martin Luther King, you know, he marched so the women can be slept. He marched so the women could ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that part. Isn't that fucked up? I think it's it's so is it irony it's so ironic like this is the one weekend that in our community you know as black people we should be very connected to like a very i don't know like deep 
<laughs> and mm. and reflect the period of time. It gets deep. It get gets deep. Yeah. <laughs> and then lo and behold, it's like the the leather, uh, the mid Atlantic leather weekend. And, and niggas going out to Atlanta yeah. to get it out too. <laughs> niggas take the great migration <laughs> to Mecca, the the Islamic uh, pilgrimage to the motherland of Atlanta, and bust it wide, bust it left, bust it right, and pee my part. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a couple punks in Atlanta, okay? right? Okay, I'll tell you that. Like we've been there a couple. I've seen you a couple of times in Atlanta. Like, I've seen we've been you there. there. <laughs> I've seen you there. I, yeah, I don't know what that is, and so I don't think that there's anything wrong with it. I'm not one of the you know the hater brigade brigade that gets on Facebook and oh it's MLK y'all bitches is blah blah blah. I can certainly laugh at it, but it's just. It's interesting that, like, this is how we use our time off to, like, fuck. How did this even come about? You know what I mean? We have time off. Like, so when you had that four-day weekend for a lot of people, maybe five and six days, it's the perfect time period to plan a vacation. It's the perfect time period to, like, travel to a new city and get Mm -hmm. you, you know, just to let loose. Like, let your hair down a little bit. And I think that's pretty much what sums it up. It's not, like... They're doing it to spite MLK or, you know, to kind of like erase his memory, I'm sure. It's more so just, it's convenient for everybody. (laughs) In honor of Mr. King. Yeah. Well, we here at the Cleveland Hoochies honor Dr. King's legacy. And we also... (laughs) Don't look at me like that. We honored the sluts that are busting it wide open for MLK, and also especially the tops that are slinging that D. Because Lord knows, cheers to the girls' weekend. Right. Cheers, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, you have a very interesting foreplay topic. So yeah, I was on Twitter and um. I had stumbled upon this tweet from this girl for the life of Fami or oh shit, hold up, for the life of Amy. The most overlooked sign of depression is hypersexuality. Mm. Um how do you feel about that? How do you depict that? Interesting. The most um overlooked sign of depression is hypersexuality. Is it is interesting because I feel like it certainly would make sense um, being that sex is like already such a taboo topic that people don't want to talk about and let alone, I mean, even acknowledge. Um, and so when you think about mental health, which is already stigmatized and um, another one of those topics that people just brush under the table, don't want to talk about, um, to combine them both and like have sexuality or like Two how disorders. yeah like how you're expressing your sexuality if it's being perceived as an issue um, that also being related to your mental health issues and how you're like expressing your mental health issues it's uh, very interesting um, what do you think about it um, as far as the depression being uh like hypersexuality being the overlooked sign of depression i feel like i can kind of relate to that mm. you know when i first moved out here i didn't realize this at the time and i think we talked about this on a podcast i'm not too sure about it but um, i'm sure we have uh when i first moved out here i was like fucking willy-nilly you know mm. i mean like everything up under the sun all day from sun up to sundown type shit you yeah. know because I had a lot of free time, number one, and uh, it was a high um, stress situation. You know what I mean? Like I just moved out here, um, no job, moving back and forth from here to Cleveland, um, dealing with the high rent. You know what I mean? Be- me being on my own, like you know, I tried to find some type of escape way to to you know cope with with what was going on with me you know what i mean and sex was that for me you know what i mean uh it was fun and uh it feels good it feels very good like 
And I didn't think about it in that moment of me being uh, depressed, but I was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or some type of sadness was going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's, it was a lot going on in the sense that, like, you never experienced depression, right? No, no, no. I've never experienced it until I moved out here. Like, yeah. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I just thought I was having fun. You know what I mean? Like, it was new niggas and they was to be had. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I appreciate your vulnerability with that because my my thing is that I've always been a very sexual person. Mm-hmm. And so um, my expression of my sexuality has always been the textbook definition of hypersexuality mm-hmm. um, or from what I know about hypersexuality. So when I hear, you know, topics like this, it makes me a little um, a little skeptical in the sense that, like, I always question what they mean by hypersexuality, because for me, as someone that's always going to be classified as like um, hypersexual, oversexualized, or just something, essentially something being wrong with how I express my sexuality. Um, I feel like that makes me want to rebel against that. And mm-hmm. it's because it's for me, it's like, I've never felt like to the definition of hypersexuality or like a sex addiction. To where it's a disorder. It's something wrong. Yeah. Yes. Like, I've never felt that way. I've always been very happy. I felt proud internally, but I couldn't always express my pride outwardly. But I've always been proud of like the sex that I have. Yeah. There have been moments where I've been like, maybe I shouldn't have done that. (laughs) But I don't live my life or my sex life, at least um, with regrets. And I've never allowed sex to like disrupt my job or schooling or anything like that and so you know to hear that the amounts of sex that I might be having which might be a lot to or extreme to a lot of people is like something clinically wrong with me mm-hmm. always makes me feel um sad <laughs> it makes me like what the fuck like um, like, is there something wrong with you? Yeah. Is there, was there anything that you found that was like a definition of like how maybe she's choosing to define hypersexuality or like, did you find any definitions of it? Um, I like, ugh, hold on. I had took a, a deep dive into what was said. I ended up finding some guy on YouTube um, his name is Rob Rob Whitaker. Mm-hmm. Polar uh, Polar Warriors is his channel, and um, that channel was uh, based upon like people with bipolar disorder. So check that out. Um, he was saying like anyone who has excessive masturbation or yeah, who does excessive masturbation, uh, obsessing about sex, devoting a lot of time, setting that shit up, looking at a lot of porn, staying detached from their partners, only calling them when they're horny, mm. um, obsessing on what you can't have, meaning like uh, the person you can't have, you want that. You know what mm. I mean? Like you think about them and your your brain a lot and yeah. you jerk off to them. Some euphoria shit. (laughs) And uh, going against morals. Mm, Okay. Uh Yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, essentially, for me, what I take away from it is like what I said earlier, um, when sex becomes a problem for you. Yeah. And for me, it's like I wish more people would give other folks the space to say, like, this is a problem. Like, I feel like with any sort of, like, addiction or problem in your life you have to be the one that like specifically says to yourself that this is a problem i need help and i'm going to work on it it wasn't a problem for me i felt like it was a newfound behavior but it wasn't a problem but i feel like you came to the realization that it was at least something to be aware of because it became like this is too much for me and that's Mm -hmm. all i mean by like a problem like not in the sense that like my life is going straight to hell or whatever. Like, it's just like, whoa, this is not me, right? Yeah. And so 
you know, I've never felt like that in my, with my sex life. And, this, um, and I've had a lot of sex, mm-hmm. <laughs> like countless partners, partners. That I don't, I don't know their names going to sex parties, um, getting involved in a lot of situations, some of which I hope to bring to this podcast. But my point is, you know, I just, I want people to be given the space to like come to those realizations about, um, sex becoming a problem in their lives for themselves. Like when it comes to like defining, uh, sex addictions or hypersexuality or things or making sex like something clinical. Yeah. In a sense. But I definitely agree with the post. Uh, hypersexuality is definitely a sign of uh, depression. You know what else they said too? Like um, when you feel like you're not satisfied and you like look for another person to try to satisfy those needs, mm. your sex crave, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's some real shit too. Like I did find myself like, oh yeah, this nigga ain't, ain't, uh, Ain't doing ain't it. Ain't scratched the itch that was needed to be scratched. You know what right. I mean? Like, uh-uh. So I need to look elsewhere. And I still find myself doing that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, even with the limited partners that I have now, like, you know, I uh, will fucking be like, oh, he ain't do the job right. Like, let me go ahead and masturbate. Oh, I didn't do the job right. Let me go ahead and call up this nigga. You yeah. know? Like, I still do that to this day. It's. I mean, to that point, it's interesting because, like, I feel like, in our community, in the black gay male community, people already look at us as if we're just these hypersexual beings. And I feel like in my experience, it's Everybody been the complete is. opposite, though. Like, I feel like our community is full of morals and values and um, really a lot of I met more so people that are seeking monogamous relationships as opposed to like sl- straight smut buckets. Yeah. <laughs> like, and so... Yeah, like, I just find this topic to be completely interesting of, like, how we're defining um, hypersexuality in general. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, I don't know that the way that our community has has expressed itself in a sexual manner, like, fits the traditional bill. Because in, in my experiences, it's like, the way that some of these like textbook clinical phrases will try to define it, the sex that they're considering is very like heteronormative and vanilla anyway. Mm-hmm. And most of us, <laughs> a lot of us, I'll say, have like already crossed those boundaries. And yeah. so that's what we're considering to be normal. Like a lot of us have already gone to sex parties or have had group sex and stuff like that. And it's like, that is what would, could potentially fall into the category of like hypersexuality. Hypersexuality, yeah. this is a problem. And I'm like, we've already did that, dear. Like being labeled as a uh, nymphomaniac. Right. And that's not the case. Like, yeah. you know, a lot of us are looking for something different or that was a one time thing or um, that's something that I enjoy doing, but it's not hypersexual is not a problem for me yeah interesting i wonder if they call them niggas at woodstock hypersexual probably most likely because <laughs> they were out there just fucking normal. anything that's probably out of this quote-unquote normal like you've had one partner or you've had sex in this specific way um yeah and that's why i get a little like outside of just one partner yeah. right i get uh, a little cringy but I think, um, to her point, it was definitely valid. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. Hey, y'all. It's Jamie Stars. Are you ready to make magic? Sweet 333 is your new home for all your graphic design needs. Whether you need a logo, website, or a total brand design, Sweet 333 will go above and beyond to manifest your wildest graphic design needs. I love that. <laughs> that will help you gain the audience that you desire. I mean, look at the Cleveland Hoochies. Visit Sweet333.com to book now. That's Sweet333.com. Sweet333, where magic meets design. <laughs> okay, y'all. We're going to do story time now because hold the fuck up. We just thought of the... Best story 
ever. And never late to, you know, Martin Luther King Day. Whew, this was um <laughs> two MLK days ago. Was it right? two? Hell no, it wasn't two. Yes, it was. Wait. No, it was 2022. Oh, shit. That was like 2019. Was it 2019? The greatest year of my life, Whenever fucking Megan was surfacing. Megan? Yeah, because that's when I was talking to, um, you know. Megan? Megan the Stallion. I don't think Megan was a thought back then. She was, because that's when, um, I swear I was talking to, you know, he should not be named, his her stylist at the time. Oh. And I remember coming back from that trip and he was like making posts about me, like, oh yeah, who was this? He's so fun. Booker Booker. So uh. whenever <laughs> that album came out, this is when this happened. Well, nevertheless, we y'all, we rented a fly ass Airbnb. I mean, I would say mm. that is like top two Airbnbs I've ever stayed in, in my entire life. That bitch was laid Top out. Top two? Yes. And then Chicago. Oh, yeah. Chicago's a different day. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, like that Airbnb was fly as fuck. It was gorgeous. Um, we had weed on weed on weed. We went to the liquor store and yeah. almost died in an Uber. Mm-hmm. Um, I got yeah. hit on at the goddamn liquor store. By a white guy. Like... Fesco. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. What did I call him Gucci? Because he had a Gucci tattoo on his face. I don't remember all I that. I remember that shit because I remember, like, you know, he was talking shit. But nevertheless. Yeah, nevertheless. What it, okay, so we were kicking it. It was just one of those nights, one of the nights we were kicking it. We were in the hotel or the Airbnb, like, okay, like, you know, we got to get that chunk in at some point. Like, what's up? I ended up finding these niggas on Jack. And, uh,. The one nigga who approached the situation, it was the one fine cousin, the tall, dark-skinned one. He uh hit me up talking about, oh, yeah, what's up? I'm trying to come through. Me and my cousin, like, we trying to bust you down. What's up? I was like, oh, well, I got a homegirl here. You know, it could be a party, you know, so y'all should just come through. So he was like, bet, you know, we got a little drink with us. Like, you trying to drink? Cool. You know, you smoke? Yeah, we do. What's up? Like... It's a party over here. So these niggas come up, you know, the one is fine as fuck. The other one, he looks like a grenade. It was a grenade. It was a grenade. And I had to catch the grenade that night. You caught that bitch hard. I sure did. You caught that with your teeth. I sure did. (laughs) Like, I sure did because the grenade had it. By the end of the night, we found the grenade. found out that the grenade was it. Like, that nigga was in there wearing me the fuck in that bitch like <laughs> meanwhile I'm in a whole other room having a comedy skit you know <laughs> we ended up uh drinking this fucking concoction that they made it wasn't even no bottle or nothing like it was some mixed shit like what did he have in there it was in a jar they never told us what was in there it might as well have been moonshine it probably it was, was crazy it was like Hennessy all kinds of shit. I don't remember. I, I don't remember what was in that shit either. All I know is I was <laughs> happy as fuck to be drinking something. So they come through, bust us down, and um, after everything was done, you know, like they didn't bounce from our, each other's room because we don't fuck together. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, uh, no, let's, let's be clear. We don't fuck together, okay? No. It's still like you got to go to the other room if you want me. That's fine. But if you want him, you got to go to the other room. And you know why? I mean? Because I'm a lady. Okay. Yeah. I'm you know, I haven't played with my sisters in I don't know how long since, <laughs> you know, I moved from Cleveland. So, um, nevertheless, these niggas was gearing up to leave and whatnot. We were sitting in the living room talking shit. You know what I mean? The one fine cousin, he was like pacing back and forth on some weird shit by way of me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like he was walking um, from the kitchen to the bathroom, from the bathroom to behind me. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm looking at Dwight like, is this for real? Like, is I this nigga for real? Ooh. So I look over and I said, what you about to do? Shoot him? <laughs> 
and the white, like he looked over. I he might as well just smack me in my fucking face because he was pissed the fuck off. He was like, "Why the fuck would you say that?" Now if this nigga really had a gun. Damn, was right. My okay, y'all. It was like just got got. It was like a Quentin Tarantino movie in that bitch. Like the vibe just shifted. We went from like ha ha ha, ki ki ki, we drinking out y'all a magical jar to like. This is some weird shit. Y'all niggas are weird weird. as fuck. And so, like, it got quiet. We're sitting there. I might as well have my arms duct taped because I was sitting there looking like Ruby Bridges. Like, bitch, what the fuck is this? Like, (laughs) like, what what the fuck are y'all doing? Yeah. Ready for these niggas to go. And this is before I was an independent woman. So, (laughs) you know, I I didn't have the balls to be like, get the fuck out of this bitch uh-uh. no it was like we were quiet like okay like what the fuck is going on this nigga Ra opens up his mouth to say <laughs> you gonna go bitch me? if you gonna shoot you better shoot like get the fuck why is you doing all that pacing and i had to mug this nigga like she ain't mug me she announced that shit like bitch shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> like you just doing too much yeah, because, like, if you was, like, in a hostage situation, like, <laughs> that is, like, a If that's no, my last no. breath, that's it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to talk my shit till the end. What's going down with a fight, like. Absolutely. But I don't remember how it ended. Like, I guess the niggas ended up just leaving. Like, it, you know, the move was, like, all right, it's over. Like, and then what did we do? Like, I feel like you fell went asleep. Went to Subway, probably. You went to sleep. I ended up going to the den. Now, y'all Atlanta listeners, y'all know, like, when the den was denning, who, den my good, it, yeah, I had a ball in the fucking den. <laughs> I still masturbate to the dream of, like, the den. Like, that shit, when I say top tier, it was some fine niggas in there. It sure was. Like, and then you go into this dark room, and then uh, that's a whole. Uh, I want to go there. Uh, it's closed now, but. Why is it closed? Because COVID? of COVID. COVID is a bitch. Yeah. That motherfucking whore. <laughs> All right, let's take another break. Hey, y'all, it's time. Everyone has a story to tell, and I think it's time that you have a professional bring your story to life. I think it's time provides clients with premier photography and videography services, along with a unique style of editing that makes you stand out. Even if you desire that simple look, I think it's time is your one-stop shop for filming and editing, as well as sound design services. Go to IThinkIt'sTime.com to book your session now. And we're back. Hello. <laughs> Today's uh, DP is FOMO. FOMO, what's that? <laughs> you know her. <laughs> FOMO is the fear of missing out. Mm. And I wanted to do this topic because I think it's very interesting because when you put FOMO into this, the context of sex, it is so like multi-layered and so like multifaceted. Um, I definitely have had the fear of missing out when it comes to sex, um, on a lot of different reasons. Like when you think about like how you look, like your body, like I see Mm. a lot of like, you know, people on social media and like, you know, just imagining like the kind of sex that they are having or like the kind of niggas that they might be able to pull just because they look a certain way. And kind of like projecting my own insecurities onto those people. Um, it could be from the OnlyFans girls, like looking at them, like uh, Fat Rabbit Killer is gonna be a recurring theme on this podcast. Like, if I can ever get that man, y'all will be the first to know. <laughs> but um, I get FOMO hard watching Fat Rabbit Killer videos because it's like. But why? Those bitches ain't doing it like how Jamie Stars could do it. Like, I could pop this thing on that thing a thousand ways. Yeah. Like, oh, like, I get that fear of missing out. Like, that should be me and I should be there. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, like, I'm, like, 
through a screen a million miles away or whatever. And what is it? 10 degrees of separation from this nigga. Cause you always have like an opportunity to end up meeting this nigga and yeah. you never get to. And he's just an example, but you know, there's so many other like situations. There could be sex parties going on. And I just know that eh, I don't feel like dishing today or, Oh, I don't feel like topping today or I don't feel, I don't even feel like leaving the house, but yet I know that something is going on today that like I should be a part of. Um, and I get that sort of like, it's weird to describe. It's like an, it's a very internal feeling of like shame. Shame? Is it shame? I don't know if shame is the right word. Like, damn, like I'm not there. Mm -hmm. It must be something. What am I not doing that's not getting me in these spaces? Exactly. Yeah. To that point, um, when it comes to those sex parties, I was like fearful of, oh, I'm too skinny to go in there. You know, I can't take enough. I can't take a big dick like they do. You know, I'm not cute enough to go into these spaces. And it's really not even that. You know what I mean? Like, I really need to get out of my head and just do it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, FOMO is some shit you kind of internalize. It's it's uh, insecurities. Yeah, it's your internalized insecurities, uh-huh. literally. Because it's funny, like I was saying earlier, like, it's me projecting my own insecurities onto somebody else. Because yeah. the gag is that, like, that person is just as unsatisfied in their sex life as I am in Uh this moment. Or that person that I'm fantasizing about that I feel like is out of my reach. Literally, if I hit them up, I could get them. Yeah. Like, (laughs) let me tell you something. So, FOMO, I get that when I hear your story sometimes. Really? Yeah, when you be talking about, oh, yeah, I went here, I done got bust down by all these niggas. This nigga was here, that nigga from... The NFL was here. And I'm like, what? <laughs> who the fuck? How the fuck did she get these bitches? Like, who is she associating with that I'm not associating with? You oh know what I mean? God. And I'm always presented with those opportunities. I just never really get up and act on it. You know mm. what I mean? And that's a part of the reason why I am missing out. Yeah. No, like, I get that way about you. Like, I mean, it's not in the sense, because I know, like, you're not as sexual as me mm-hmm. or haven't always been. And so, but it's, like, me, like, sometimes looking at you and, like, you know, the niggas that you're meeting or, like, going on dates with or um, that I know you're able to pull. Like, for me, it's, like, damn, like, what am I not doing? And so... Wow. It's not even that. We're doing just fine. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, we shouldn't be fearing that we're missing out on something because we're not missing out on shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, honestly, the grass is, like, never greener on the other side. Like, oh, no. I know that, like, that's so cliche. My shit is a little burnt over here. You know <laughs> a little sunburnt, I mean? a little dry. She needs to get water. <laughs> You're not missing shit over here, honey. No, but, like, it's so true because, like, I feel like we live in, like, such a superficial social media age. And it's, like, so easy to get these feelings of insecurities based on, like, what everybody else is doing. Even, like, we're talking about this in the context of sex, but it applies to, like, all aspects of life. Like, uh-huh. I see these bitches out kicking it at the club. And, oh, at the VIP section. Yeah. And you feeling like, damn, like, why am I not out with them? Like, right. these bitches is broke. These <laughs> bitches can't even pay their bills. Right. Like, yeah. Meanwhile, paying a fucking tab at the damn bar. Right. Trying to pay a tab at the bar. You know what I'm saying? The like, only thing that separates us and them is the fact that they have the audacity to do it. Because we will t- tell you straight up, like, we don't got it. Yeah. As opposed to, like... Like just taking our last and like spending it. We should do that one day. Just take no, our last no, and go to the no, VIP. Like, no. um, absolutely the fuck not. But why not? Black lives matter, bitch. Let's uh, go ahead and kick it. No, but um, I mean, and this is a very broad stroke. Like these are very um, very like vague situations. But I think it like applies in a very general sense. Like mm-hmm. it. it I think it's all related to like this, like social media, superficial, blah, 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 bullshit. Like, <laughs> but to where like you're not uh, seeing this shit broadcasted on social media, where does that uh, come into play? You know what I mean? Like, how does that 
affect you. So you said when you're not seeing it, but you still get it. Yeah, basically. like like example, you. You know oh, what I mean? Like I'm not seeing day. this shit uh, on social media. This is some shit I live with. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, but I think so. To that point, social media gives you the space to create your own narrative. Mm-hmm. So like. I think we we do that in real life though too, like yeah. with folks. So like for example, like you'll see the stuff that I'm doing and create a a narrative of like she's living her best. She's life. She's living her she's, best. She's life. that girl. She's the Meanwhile, it girl. I'm depressed. Hair falling <laughs> Hair out. Hair falling out. I'm stressed. Like you know, like stressed the fuck out. Stressed out about um, some nigga or whatever. Like you know, it's. It's the same. It applies. Like, these people are human. And, you know, to compare yourself, to, like, estimate your self-worth and self-value, like, in comparison to them, like, it's just so, like, such a waste of time. Yeah. Because it's not real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this is something that either you created or a facade that they want you to believe. Absolutely, because there's been times like I'm thinking you about to have your best life. She's having her best time, yeah. and you come back and be like, "Bitch, that was the worst situation ever." Yeah, I was. Ooh, I almost had word vomit like a motherfucker. But what? it's been. I literally talked about um, an OnlyFans star that I had on here that like was whack. But child, I have lived. I've had some of your phase phase. Not fat rabbit killer yet, y'all will know, but. I've had some of your faves, faves, and um, the videos are much better than the real life, because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll tell you, like, some of these niggas, uh-uh, it's like you want that fantasy of what you're seeing in these videos so hard, so bad, and then when you get it, it's just like, Baby, ugh. you ain't missing nothing. Ain't missing a goddamn thing. Don't miss your idol, or don't meet your idols, and... <laughs> because like it just truly can be like such a bubble bursting moment you know what you hear that time and time again with uh celebrities too they say you know you can meet your idol but it can be some false shit you right know? the other thing i was thinking with this because now that we talked about that whole hypersexuality thing with this it made me think about how like with fomo that desire to have sex like or have a fantasy based on like what you're seeing i believe that something you said like it fell under that category of like um like maybe like sex addiction or like sex hypersexuality based off of like depression like where you're like fantasizing about someone that oh um obsessing over someone yeah like something you can't have which is like that's so interesting because i feel like Related to this, like, FOMO topic, and we're talking about, like, OnlyFans, Twitter niggas, and stuff like that. Like, I feel like I see that a lot. Like. Yeah. Hold up. This little cigarette is hitting. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not a real cigarette, y'all. It's a vape. I know it's vape. just as bad. <laughs> but, um, I'm sorry. What was that point again? I'm sorry. Um, I feel like I see that definition of, um like hypersexuality when we talk about someone that is obsessing over someone yeah. for sex that they um, can't have yeah and so like we see that played out with like the only fans girls yeah. like and their followers like you know the older gentlemen in the comments same with these niggas that we be obsessing over you know what i mean yeah. like uh we see them uh, with their followers. They have a high following count. And uh, you think, oh, yeah, they're just probably a dream to be with, you know? Ooh, like in the words of Tyra West. <laughs> what? A dream Raheem. What? <laughs> a dream Raheem. What does yeah, that mean? I got to we'll talk but i I dream raheem like basically like yeah i dream of raheem too sometimes yeah from like jews like no fuck him i'm talking about shabazz oh no why'd you cringe like that because like bubble bursted like that nigga be fucking like 
these light skin white niggas and I don't, Muscle men. I don't fit the mold and I'm not about to waste my time fantasizing over somebody that don't want me. Man, he fucked around and fucked Norman. Who? You not. <laughs> you ain't never see that video. They didn't fuck. Didn't they they just... probably fuck. You don't think so? Girl, what? <laughs> I think so. I'm gagged. Nevertheless, um. um... <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, um, I feel as though don't. Hold on, you guys. Hold on. Bear with me. Pause it. What? <laughs> Spit it out. Um, I feel as though don't worry about what's going on on the outside world. Live your best life. Period. Well, yeah. Here, here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true because if you spend too much time, like dwelling on things that you can't have or that you presume that you can't have or like creating these like false narratives and spending so much time thinking about um like niggas you can't get sex you can't get or like sex that you should be having that's time that you could be spent making it happen for yourself Ooh, that was a word that was a word but for real because like i think about that a lot like Of all the times that I sit there, like, lusting after an OnlyFans person, for example, or an Instagram person, like, why not shoot your shot? Like, in the times that, like, I have, like, shot, shoot, shoot it, shot, my shot. Uh (laughs) Um, That's how you got the niggas, just being bold enough to say, hello. Yep, I hit that three-pointer. At the buzzer mark, like... So, I just recently did that with a couple of, like, uh, Twitter personalities or big social media bitches. And um, one of them, the shot from the free throw line, it... I feel like I missed it. (laughs) But I'm gonna go back and rebound. I'm sorry. I have... You know what I'm talking about? Yes. I'm gonna go back, dribble the ball a little bit, and just... Make a slam dunk because I know I got that in the bag. I'm gonna win this game. Cause my th- like nowadays, like everybody thinks that they are way more important than they actually are, and mm-hmm. it's like humble your fucking self. My thing is like if you're not interested in somebody, just say that. Just fucking say that. It's a lot of these bitches too. FOMO, you know, y'all sitting here thinking like, oh, I need to be with them. Like, I wonder what it's like. I'm so jealous that y'all are with them. But girl, these bitches be on the corner. Whack, 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 whack. Trying to get Ubers to where they need to go. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, so (laughs) I think the other underlying issue with this is like, also, there's elements of rejection or fear of rejection. With like, FOMO? Yeah, in the sense that, like, if you're scared to, like, shoot your shot specific, like, to someone specifically. Yeah. Or to, like, maybe, like, let's say, like, go to a sex party or have some sort of, like, kinky sort of sex that you, you know, might be a little shy or hesitant to have. There's also that fear of, like something going wrong for you and i think more oftentimes with how we interact with each other it has to do with rejection Mm. like it's this person is going to say no if i am vulnerable enough to to say that i want you Mm -hmm. and my thing with that too it's easier said than done but it's also um another important moment to like not hold your self worth or self or not to attach your self worth or self value to that moment. Mm-hmm. Like their no is not a no on your existence. Yeah. It's just a no to that encounter. There are so many other people in the world, so many, um, so many more talented, amazing, dope people out there for you. You just got to get up and take the chances, bitches. Like- right. Just go ahead and say hello. This is like such a side note, but what you know, a lot of niggas that like I've also like on the flip side that I've like turned down initially, like the bionic top, his pictures 
initially did not fucking like make the cut for me. Yeah. At all. But like when we met in person, bada bing. Like that yeah. shit was like lit. That was so, her man, Tamar Braxton. And that's what I'm saying. Like people, I don't know. Like I feel like people like have this like sort of uh sense of I do that shit too. Be turning down niggas just based off of their pigs. Yeah. And let me tell you, when they get over here, they bring them motherfucking bills. That was just <laughs> the other day. Yeah, like so that's my point. Like I feel like there's so many people that say they're not satisfied in their sex life, but they're also not having sex. Mm-hmm. And it also play uh, plays an important role with like how they reject pretty much everybody that comes around them. Let some new people in this, space, right? You know, what like I mean? you never some know. Shit you never had before. Exactly. Like, what is the the sort of holdout? Like, what is? There's nothing stopping you from doing what you want to do, except for you. Essentially, that's what it always comes like sort of circles back to. Let Quasimodo hit as my father. <laughs> yeah, you're not marrying the guy. You could just fuck him. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's some real shit. Yeah. Did they end up getting married, Esmeralda and Quasimodo? No, she was a material girl. She went with the white nigga with the blonde hair. Yeah. <laughs> she did what, what everybody. She said, Quasimodo, you're cute. Thank you, but <laughs> I need dick. Dick, okay? I bet you he had the thing of and all that is the, Yeah, Quasimodo probably wore would have wore that little pussy out. Like... I got a Quasimodo, and that nigga wear me out sometimes. I got a couple of Quasimodos, and let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love the Quasimodos. You know what I'm saying? The shit that most, that most people wouldn't, you know, think to get. But while we're on the topic of Quasimodos, I hate when the Quasimodos, so these are the grenades, mm-hmm. like, I hate when they, like, <laughs> they start feeling themselves because they fucking you. And then they start acting like they can't text you back and shit. <laughs> what is that about? What is that even about? Like, I hate that for them. And then you can't even say, like, nigga, you ain't even all that. They was enough to, right. you know, hit this shit. Yeah, because, bitch, you. And got me in my feelings, got me sprung crying. You know, writing Jasmine Sullivan songs, right? And shit. <laughs> in more ways than one, and it's yeah. just like, what the fuck, FOMO. <laughs> <laughs> no, this has been a fun episode. This Very insightful. Uh huh. Thank you all for listening to another riveting episode of the Cleveland Hoochies. Woo woo. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to like rate comment and subscribe and follow us on instagram at the cleveland hoochies for more great content all right love you guys hoochies out